everybody, welcome back to another special edition of This Week in Marvel. We are doing the Age of Ultron editions. They're special. Repeating the information I just gave. Uh, I am Marvel.com editor Ben Morse, and I am joined today by our favorite special guest, Senior VP, Executive Editorial, Director, Editor, you know, whatever whatever it takes, <laughs> Jack of all trades, Tom Brevoort. Tom. Hello. How are you doing? <laughs> it was much simpler than that. I didn't have to make it tired. We also, today, have a first-time guest here on the show, and that is Editor Lauren Sankovich. Hi there. Lauren, great to have you here. Yeah. Great to be here. I cannot man. overstate what a pleasure it is. I mean, famous, you could. Famous from such AR apps as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. and Woman Handing Out Young Avengers Flyers. <laughs> well, you were uh, you partnered up with Jake, who we had in here last week. Mm-hmm. You guys have been Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agents, Agents of, of AIM. AIM. Just, you know, whatever you need to... Agents of AIM was good. Also fond of uh, Shakespearean uh, acting and... Uh, right. Salad, yeah. That's those are not AR apps for anyone who's wondering at home. It, it, in yeah. fact, they, they they will be. They will be. They will be. Lauren, real quick before we get into Age of Ultron itself, uh, obviously you're an editor who works alongside Tom. Uh, what books are you responsible for, and what's kind of your position here at Marvel? Uh, I am, as you said, uh, working under Tom with uh, Jake Thomas, who was mm-hmm. on last week. Um, I work in what's called the Heroes Office. And we uh, do we cover most of the uh, kind of the core hero books, um, the Avengers family of books, uh, Captain America. Um, I was formerly working on Fantastic Four. That's in our office, but I'm not. Uh, I'm I'm a I'm a an excited spectator mm-hmm. for that book. You got the boot. Uh, I, I totally did. It was really sad. <laughs> they had to rip they had to rip me away. They had to rip me away. Uh, no, actually, because it is pretty fantastic. Uh, nice, unintended. Uh, and. Um, the uh, so uh, the books that I edit myself: um, uh, Young Avengers, Secret Avengers, Avengers Assemble, uh, The Winter Soldier, um, Thor, and Journey into Mystery. Does any editor here edit more books than you? Probably. I don't think so. I think Tom does. No, excluding <laughs> Tom. I'm pretty excluding sure Tom, Tom does. Sitting right here. I'm, but Tom, I'm saying you're. Nick Lowe, perhaps. Oh. No, but I'm, 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 I know. I went there. I went here's, there. Here's here's what I'm saying. You have senior editors. You have Tom's title, which I'm not going to try to repeat. You are an editor. I think of the editors, you may have the most. Of all the editors, you may be the editoriest. I think you maybe. I, you may I think I have my fair share. Wow, humble, just bringing a lot to it. To but a the, fault. <laughs> to a great fault. <laughs> I did want to ask on Age of Ultron in particular. You guys are both listed as editors. How does that work, and who's responsible for what? Uh, usually, it devolves into a ping pong game, and whichever <laughs> one wins gets to put their name first. Tom <laughs> wins usually. <laughs> I am not very good. <laughs> that in alphabetically. Yeah. Works better that way. Yeah, but you are both of equal stature on this book. Uh, I, uh, as as an editor, you know, yeah. I'm getting my obviously putting getting my name in the book yeah. uh, as you know working on it. Um, uh, with this book, um, you know, Tom's taken uh, more of a lead on this, given that it's um, an event book. Mm-hmm. But um, I've uh, you know had my input and, and been uh, a, a large player in, in getting the pieces together. Uh, so we've all we've kind of both had our our role to play in kind of the the pulling together of the book, 
Um, you know, Tom may have more emphasis on certain things, and I might, you know, take a, a larger hand on others. Um, so it's really a, 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 a larger collaboration in how the book comes together. And there you go. Great teamwork. We, uh, we all appreciate the dynamic, all about the teamwork the and dynamic the hero's work office. you guys do together. Yeah, it's not like the X-Men office. God forbid the Spider-Man office. Can I say, it is really, really cold in this room. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it it's is extremely... It should be no, it's you can see the breath coming. It's March, and I am looking at my own breath. I see you through a haze, a fog of my own uh, carbon dioxide fan. It's worth noting that... It's shimmering a little bit. Yeah, it's worth noting that I came in with a jacket. Lauren has a jacket and a hat. Tom is wearing a short sleeve shirt, just for me. And I said at the it's beginning, it's March. This should be appropriate. I do want to note that before we started, I said, "Tom, do you want to go get something so you will not be so cold?" And he said, "No, no. I'm. I'll be fine." I was distracted Hulk by the Hulk head. head. There are giant Hulk masks in here too, and also Carrie Fiala, who's sitting here silently, is, is wearing. Uh, I said silently. No, nope, not anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Look what you started. Is wearing, what is that, a three-quarter three length? shirt. Three-quarter wow. length shirt. So everything you want to know about the fashion of the people on this podcast <laughs> is now out there in the open. All right, we should probably talk about this comic book. Yes. Well, uh, maybe. Age of Ultron number two. Number two. A week after yeah, number one. Came hot off the heels, and now you got a break before number three. Tiny little break. But little not bit. much of a break. Well, what happens in number two, Take and one of the coolest things I You'll think is that number one took place entirely in New York City. It's kind of a through line, one mission, and immediately here, you flip to the other side of the country over to San Francisco, where we're following a couple different characters. Why ship the locale right away? And why particularly go over to San Francisco? Well, I think shifting the locale is just a way of showing that this is an event, this is a story that impacts on more than just the typical Manhattan. It seems like of 100 Marvel comic stories, 90 of them are in Manhattan, and typically all of our big events tend to center around that, partly because that's where all the superheroes live. makes it easier to get them all into one place. Uh, but uh, here, Ultron's attack and uh, decimation, destruction of uh, human society is not limited to the Big Apple, but is in fact more universal and more widespread than that. And the easiest way to show that is to cut to somewhere else, in this case, as far west as we could go without being in the water, uh, uh, you know, so that uh, to show that uh, he is active even there. Um, you know, we'd left Moon Knight on the West Coast uh, previously in his own uh, series that Brian wrote. Um, all of that was more Hollywood uh, and Los Angeles-based than San Francisco-based. Uh, and the Black Widow has history in San Francisco from back in the 70s when she hung out there with Daredevil. There are those great years where Daredevil was not in Hell's Kitchen, but was in fact... <laughs> in San Francisco. A great idea, you will agree. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so the nostalgia for that period was so strong that we could not avoid uh, having those characters be among those who were there in San Francisco when this all went down. Right. And in fact, uh, coming out not too long after uh, the Age of Ultron uh, 2 and 3, you'll find uh, Al Ewing's uh, Avengers Assemble issue uh, 14. 14. 14. 14. 14 AU, uh, which will actually give you a little more backstory on how uh, Mark Spector and Natasha Romanoff, a.k.a. Moon Knight and Black Widow, uh, how they got into their predicament. Plus, and this is a podcast <gasps> exclusive. We love those. Oh. 
Not only does that Avengers Assemble issue feature the Black Widow and Moon Knight, Uh-oh. but also Fan Stuntmaster. Stuntmaster? So, and the not, motorcycle and all? And, and not, not, yes, it's, although it's, he doesn't do much motorcycle <laughs> riding in Avengers uh, Assemble 14, but he is I mean, there. And he does talk about it's it. It's like Silver Surfer without his a, I think he eats a scone, too. So really? It's, it's really, he, mm-hmm. he, he gives his all. Scone Master. Scone Master. Yeah. And a pretty sweet Hawaiian shirt. That's fantastic. All right, well, that's huge, and we're going to promote that in advance of this <laughs> podcast. And it's not, and, it's, and it is the original Stuntmaster. The, not, the not, emphasis there it is not the is not the the, not the Johnny it's Come not, Lately. Yeah, it's I was going to yeah, say that. Stuntmaster. <laughs> this is the original. Wow. Right. Just the the just the one who, who rolling a train over whoever created the initiative stuntmaster right there. Wow, I, I am shocked that yeah. you knew that it was in the initiative that there was a new stuntmaster. Oh, she just said it. I wouldn't have known. <laughs> I just assumed she that, just that the Ben knows exactly what I'm talking about at all times. No. It was not a Nova question, so I wasn't expecting you to have the answer right at your fingertips. I would, no, I didn't. I needed, I needed Lauren's help. She's just a team player all around. That's yeah. true. Um, before I want to get back to Moon Knight and Black Widow in a sec, but first I want to talk about kind of the opening few pages, which are largely wordless, a really nice showcase for Brian Hitch's incredible epic art that we talked about last time, but it's really just scenes of destruction, of desolation, you know, the, how the city is just a mess, how the Ultrons are patrolling, and kind of how people are turning against each other. What is this sequence meant to illustrate? Before we even get to any of the superhero stuff, any of the plot stuff, just just this visual, what is this meant to illustrate? Well, uh, I think it, it, it illustrates how worried we are about Brian Hitch and the things that he thinks about <laughs> on a regular basis and illustrates with such precise detail uh, every line, every bit of rubble, every bit of destruction. Certainly Brian is good at these kinds of, of things, these sort of wide-sweeping panoramas, of uh, cityscapes and architecture and, and, and just giving a sense of place and a sense of scale. But I think really this opening sequence, very much like the sequence in number one, is meant to bring the conflict down to a very human level. Again, here we have uh, the Black Widow, we get a little Moon Knight on a building way over there, and we get another dude who's just a dude in the, in the refuge right. who, who, who's survived this far. And it take, takes this situation as far down from being a typical superhero situation as you can and puts it right back down uh, on the ground with uh, normal people without any particular superpowers but with some gear and some weapons and some tech or with a, 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 a handgun they may have scavenged up somewhere um, having to deal with this thing going on. It, it presents it in terms that are somewhat relatable. I and mean, It brings it down to being an apocalypse movie uh, an end-of-the-world sort of movie that you can relate to as opposed to it just being a bunch of guys in costumes in their faraway space headquarters under the sea. <laughs> Putting the space headquarters under the sea was not the best tactical move, but, you know, they got a, they got a cost break on it. They went for it. Uh, it, was, it was okay. Tax deduction. Yeah. It was a tax deduction. It really was. I want to see the undersea headquarters <laughs> in outer space and how well that's doing. <laughs> they just repurposed it yeah. from, uh, from what is it, Jaws 3. <laughs> yeah. They just took that, the sea world right out just there. Just put a rocket on the bottom and just mm-hmm. went up there. All right, let's talk about Black Widow and Moon Knight because, like you said, they're going to be starring in the upcoming Avengers Assemble tie-in. Do you know when that's on sale? Not off the top of my head, unfortunately. All right, we'll fix that in post. Yeah. It is, it is in April. In April. It's an April book. 
It's an April book, so it is in April. Okay, we don't really fix anything in post. I didn't mean you need to write that. I'm going to write it down. And okay. since sure it went out on, on Friday, at the same time as... Uh, it will go on sale with five, Age of Ultron 5. It will go on sale with Age of Ultron 5. So I think yeah. it's second week of April. Yeah. Second week of April. There you go. Hey, the Mighty Marvel deductive, deductive reasoning. reasoning. It only took two of us to figure out when the comic book was going to come out. I don't know these things. <laughs> just, just send them off and they're out there. The All right, so Black Widow and Moon Knight. Obviously, Brian has a love for Moon Knight and for Black Widow, and we talked about kind of their ties to the West Coast, but... Why make these two the, you know, kind of the centerpieces of this issue, and what, how, why do they work as a duo? I think it goes back uh, to what Tom was saying about kind of putting this back on the ground um, and giving you a more realistic perspective. Um, to the, for the most part, Black Widow and, and Moon Knight uh, do not have superpowers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are essentially, at least versus Ultron, normal folk. Uh, and so the idea that they're kind of having to deal with this post-apocalyptic um, uh, world that they're living in and um, the lengths that they're having to go to mm-hmm. uh, to to not only survive but try to figure out if there's even a world left to save and if there is can they even can they affect any sort of change on that um, sort of you get the um, you get a little uh, insight into kind of the the, the loss of hope and the desperation that comes with that and you know what can they really do what mm. um, what might they actually be capable of and um, sort of the depths that they've let themselves sink to yeah and they have a nice rapport too mm-hmm. yeah they've, they have a history together they've yeah. worked together with the with the secret Avengers and um, you know both have uh, black ops history obviously and uh, you know it uh, it, it Makes sense that the that the two of them, you know, would would uh, being the scrappy survivors that they are, would find their way to um, would would one be aware of, and then to find them find their way to uh, this uh, this crazy bunker of Nick Fury's that is uh, basically kind of the 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 home at the end of the world. And that's what I want to talk about next. I'm glad you flipped open to this page. We've got Nick Fury's bunker I here. I anticipated your needs, Ben. Yeah. I'm right so there. Good. I'm right there with you. You are like the anti Nicklo. <laughs> so many ways. Um, I, I, I like to think there's so. no higher compliment, <laughs> particularly on this podcast. Uh, so we've got Nick Fury's. I almost said Nick Lowe's. We have Nick Fury's oh, secret bunker here. Nick Lowe's you know, if it was Nick Lowe's secret, yeah. secret bunker, it would be full yeah. of uh, those pictures oh, would not be the same. No, they would not. We couldn't talk about it on an all ages podcast. Um, <laughs> Is this the same one we saw during Secret Invasion, it or do they in, just all look the same? It is, in fact, uh, uh, the same bunker. And mm-hmm. if you activate the AR ah. using the tiny little AR yeah. hidden in the corner there, upper right hand corner, uh, you will see uh, a montage of flashbacks to those Secret uh, Invasion issues mm-hmm. of uh, I think it was Mighty Avengers twelve, thirteen, and eighteen. Right, like so Alex, yeah, Alex's, yeah. and also uh, Stefano Caselli's issue yes. as well had it. Uh, and you will, in fact, see that it's the same board, except that in the interim, mm. Nick has come in and labeled all the pictures. He hadn't had them labeled then, oh. but sometime after Secret Invasion, just to make sure he could keep straight who was who, he added the names to all the photographs. I'm fairly certain he sourced that to an intern. He probably, yeah. he probably that did. That's about right. On the other hand, he's not really running S.H.I.E.L.D. anymore. I what feel, else does he have to do with his time? I'm pretty sure that's what one of the Secret Warriors was doing <laughs> during two or three issues of Secret Warriors, we was saw, labeling yeah. all of these. You know, we saw Yo-Yo kind of exit yep. and come back. 
back yeah. up a few times. <laughs> I mean, she is super fast. Yeah. So she would be the obvious choice. But yeah. if you go back and you look at it, particularly in the first Alex issue, which I think was 12, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's a pretty good... Uh, a recreation of the shot that he did initially yeah. to uh, to show Nick's big board of wonderfulness. Yeah. It's a nice touch, and it's a nice touch too. Them trying to figure out why he had this board of pictures, and we get reasonably. It also confused a lot of people online, as we yeah. like to do, because everyone was like, "Well, why is so and so in their old costume on yep. the board, and why is he this?" And that doesn't make any. It's well, an old, it's old. board. Yeah, that and that and, and in fact, Nick. Uh, couldn't find uh, Polaroid film anymore right. because it, it's, it's actually uh, <laughs> I don't <laughs> I actually don't actually make it anymore. I'm actually wondering how he like got this close up Polaroid of Magneto and like Doctor Doom and these other guys. <laughs> He's got his hand raised, so it's like no pictures. Like, yeah. no pictures. Did he go to Latveria? He was just like just a, just give He's me a got sec. The camera under the eye patch. He just oh, flips right. it up yep. and just goes. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it like Iceman looks like he's posing. Yeah, he it. is. But then Red Hulk looks like he's gonna, you know, why are you taking a Polaroid picture of me? <laughs> why do you have a Polaroid camera? <laughs> Period. But that's a whole nother rabbit hole to go down. All right, All right I want to move to my best pal <laughs> Nick. Yeah. Much love, Red Hulk. Rolk <laughs> <laughs> to my friends. <laughs> All right, moving past to kind of the second part of the issue. Well, not the second half because this dominates a lot of the issue, but. We get to see from Spider-Man's point of view, he was rescued last issue, he kind of recounts the events of what happened to bring us to the Age of Ultron. Yes, so for um, everyone that was asking last week, yes. here's here's some, here's a little bit. Well, that was kind of my, that was kind of my question. Is this kind of the extent we're going to see of what happened? Like, is this enough, or, or is there still you more? You get a li- like a hair more in the main book, but not a heck of a lot more. Uh, you see a little bit more in some of the tie-ins. Yeah, uh, the the uh, assemble tie-in for for one, um, the uh, superior Spider-Man tie-in goes into this a little bit more in depth. Uh, I think even in some ways the Fantastic Four tie-in. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm forgetting another one that that covers all this. Oh stuff. no! It's Nick folks. Hell yeah! Hey Nick. We, uh, we said your name a couple times, so I guess yep. we asked for yep. this. Yep, I'm a lot like Beetlejuice and or Candyman. So, yeah. Nick, what X-Books are going to ship late now as, you, as a result of you being here? When, which ones won't, Tom? <laughs> Glad I could help. Yep, absolutely. Well, proceed. What do we got? A little Age of Ultron going on here? Yeah. Did you work on this book at all? I must have. It's been in the works for so long. <laughs> but it's also coming out weekly. I think so. Hitch, when I was when I was working with Hitch back on the Ultimates years right. and years ago, I think he was actually drawing this, and that's why that book got a little late. That was it. This, you, there you go. There you one. go. Were you the assistant editor on this book at one point? I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> Maybe. No. Actually, no, the Ben. Intern. Thanks no. a lot. No, I guess that was. I got turned line. down. I applied for it. And I got turned down. Because so. that's how editors get jobs yep. here at Marvel. You apply, have to apply for. You books. have to do sixteen bars of an upbeat uh, song. You have to do. A, you have a dance audition that is. It's intense. You know they've expanded that. There's an optional torch song if you prefer. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, and when you and when Brevoort comes in with yeah. his leg warmers and like his dance gear, and he, right. he teaches you the dance, like the guy right. is graceful. He's a swan. It's like watching. It's like watching. Uh, it's like watching the maniac video. I don't know yeah. what that is, but yes, I know what it is. You're twenty years you mean older I'm than a, me. You mean, which yeah. mate? You mean like I'm flash a maniac? Dance. Oh, yeah. flash, dance flash dance is actually what that's called. I'm sorry. It's called flash dance. I was born in the '80s. Not it, the, I don't know what a maniac video is. 
How dare you, Ben Morse? <laughs> Nick, always a pleasure. Absolutely. Enjoy your podcast, everybody. Well, at least you didn't break anything. Okay. I guess, you know. Except our except. souls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mission accomplished. So there's another tie-in, presumably, what's going to happen. At this point, I don't think there's... Now we're not going to do it anymore. Nope, Nick, no. Nick spoiled Nick that spoiled for everybody. So, so we were going to tell so, you all about it, yeah. but now we're not. So just buy everything and bill it to Nick later. All right. <laughs> so this issue wraps up with Spider-Man kind of appealing to the final hero, to the heroes that are remaining. We have to do something. Why are we sitting around? Yeah, he's kind of the new kid, and they're like, no, we've tried to do this. Some want to do something, some don't. But the issue ends... With Captain America finally, after he was crying all of last in this issue, <laughs> decides he, he had his little cry. Yeah. He, he needed a little. He and now a he's he ready to go. He's ready to go. What? What about what Spider Man says spurs Cap mm-hmm. to finally take action? I think he finally finds that that window. He's mm-hmm. uh, you know the, obviously the the events that have transpired have been um, fairly traumatic for everyone involved um, basically seeing your entire world destroyed, killed, maimed, crushed uh, in front of you um, t- Cap took it pretty hard, he took it on the chin mm-hmm. quite literally mm-hmm. uh, and had his, his shield shattered yep. uh, so probably isn't in the best frame of mind uh, and it's also something, you know, Ultron, this this huge thing is not necessarily something he can punch no. or, or easily kind of wrap his brain around. Um, so with uh, with the advent of Peter coming in and, um, and kind of sharing his experience and what happened, um, and then uh, his subsequent abduction and um, his uh, being held by uh, Hammerhead and the Owl, uh, they there was a realization that, that Ultron wants... Something that there's that there's a potential there to to get a little in. Like there's there's there, there's some weakness potentially to exploit, and so um, Cap sees that and realizes that maybe there's still hope. Maybe there's even the, the there's the smallest glimmer of something to to grab onto. Cap is keenly aware that it's the end of issue two, <laughs> and that if he doesn't do something now, no one's coming back. It's going to be the end of issue three. Yeah. Before he can take action. Is he aware that it's only ten issues? Like, is that something he knows? Only ten issues. A mere ten issues? Next issue is, get me a sandwich, Hawkeye. We have to plan. I do. Hawkeye spends all of issue four scouring the destroyed Manhattan for a sandwich. Shooting arrows through sandwiches. Boomerang arrows. Stealing sandwiches. I do, I do, I have to say, not to undercut the seriousness of this last page, which is beautiful. (laughs) He did a great job. No, not the wings. I do like that he's still holding this sliver of shield, because what is he going to do with that? actually not sure. He will cut you. He will cut you with that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah, it's It's, more like a sword now than anything else. It's it's kind of like a saber. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways... That brings us to the end of Age of Ultron number two. Now, you, they have to... There's also the snazzy cast list. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did Jake Thomas do that again? Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was he very did. proud of that on the yeah. last podcast. It's great. Oh, yeah. They were spending 10 minutes on that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no wow. lie. <laughs> yeah. No lie. Oh, my. Um, okay. We were praying for Nick Lowe to show up during yeah. that time. <laughs> you got Don't time. encourage him. He'll no, it'll happen. Back. Just said his name <laughs> once, two <laughs> more times, and we're screwed. I don't know. So now people have to wait an excruciating two weeks for the next issue. Two weeks, or I guess a week, a week from when this podcast comes out. Mm-hmm. But see, because we uh, we took we, we took clever, that into account. Very, very clever, very nice, good planning but, there, Brent. But 
There's that's a planet. what I do. It's exciting. Uh, Age of Ultron number three coming out next week. What uh, what are we going to see? I, the cover here, we've got Luke as Cage you can, and She-Hulk. As you can see, Luke is going to stare at Ultron's junk. <laughs> <laughs> He's very Zing. impressed by uh, by uh, Ultron's prowess. Can we put that on the cover? Yeah. The blurb? Are <laughs> we going to get a cover blurb? If, How do you know late? we didn't already? If we don't, everyone on Tumblr will. Yeah, I so hope so. So we might as well go that far. Yeah, get ahead of them. Uh, next next month, next issue. I shouldn't say next, next month. month. Next we issue. We don't do that anymore. Next issue, uh, we will see Luke and uh, She-Hulk undertake a dangerous mission into the heart of Ultron's big city spire thing that he built in the center of what was once Manhattan. Hmm. We will also learn what is going on in Chicago, yet another nice. locale, neither San Francisco nor Manhattan, where some stuff is transpiring that will have an impact on things to come. We'll see more and characters. Captain America will ask for a sandwich that's that right. Hawkeye will then be tasked to find. But that's not the whole issue. No, which it's you not said the earlier whole issue. was. So that no, was no, kind the, of the a, sandwich is really most of it. The sandwich is the heart of the issue, but other things are going on around it. Yes. Yes. Very cool. All right, we have a few questions from listeners who listened last week. To remind you guys, if you want to ask questions... Now, are these people who listened last week, or did they just show up for this one, not even having listened last week? There is a lot when of... we asked for questions for this one, was There's the a... first one out yet, or were we just writing... No, these, this? Are, these are all from post this issue coming out. Okay. All post-Age of Ultron number two. There was a lot of, uh, a lot of repeat customers from the first one, and okay. a lot of people who were responding to the first one. Um, they want to know about the boots, don't they? We have no, some more boots questions. I think you answered boots. the boots question boots. pretty sufficiently last time, and no one wants to know if Thor's still alive either. You were emphatic <laughs> on that. People get that Thor is not around. All right. But if you guys want to ask questions for the next one, uh, we'll, of course, be posting on Twitter, but you can also, on Twitter, use the hashtag ThisWeekInMarvelAU. ThisWeekInMarvelAU, and we will answer everything to the best of our abilities. There, there are a few out Or, as we like to think yeah. of it, this week in Marvel. Ow! I do like to think of it that way now. <laughs> that's how I think of the normal ones that I have to do with. Well, that's neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. But our first one comes from at Orion Starboy. Will Moon Knight's 2012 series be a factor here since an Ultron head was involved? Uh, I would... Which I saw Lauren actually already answered this one on Twitter, yeah. not realizing how this works. <laughs> but that is, that is yeah, the kind of service that we provide. Yeah. No Immediate response. Yeah. There's, right, there's no, right there's no dilly dallying here. I'm on top of it. I got work to do. Yeah. So what was the answer? You gave them the answer. What was the answer? I guess you'll have to wait and see. Oh. oh. Yeah. Or look up your Twitter stream. Yeah. One of the two would give you the... Would <laughs> no, that, that was literally my answer. Oh. <laughs> that was quite literally no, my answer. Look, let them go look it up. It's it was. fun. It's fun. It's true. It was very cryptic, right. but encouraging. Yeah. Go check it out. Yeah. All right, next one from Nick Wells. Are the Ultron minions, because we haven't seen Ultron himself yet, are they made out of adamantium? Uh, I do not believe that the Ultron minions are made out of adamantium. They, there's not that much adamantium in mm. the world to have created this many crazy robots. They're tough as hell. They're made of some durable materials, but not actual uh, impervious, indestructible adamantium. They can be destructified um, and probably will to some degree in the issues ahead. Can you even make gold adamantium? You could paint it it gold, I'm sure. Just just paint? Yeah. He's actually got a whole whole cadre of uh, of these robots (laughs) that their entire job is to go to the assembly line and just paint 
everything. Yo-Yo yo did it in between uh, marking yeah. up all the photos. Screw <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, I'm going to paint the robot gold. Yeah. Make me label Polaroids. I'm going over to the other side. <laughs> there actually are quite a few metals that uh, do have a, uh, a gold sheen, or yes. what we consider a gold sheen, so... Maybe it's Ultron that's been painting himself silver all of these years. It's true. And that is metallurgy major Lauren Sankovich checking in with her expertise. Last week we had Jake talking about how, David he, Mamet. how he raised David Mamet's kids or whatever he did. <laughs> now this week Lauren's an expert in fine metals. Actually, my father was a metallurgical engineer. There you go. Oh, my Whoa. God. All right. And I did archaeometallurgy in college. So this is the difference between having Jake on the podcast and having Lauren. You can get Jake, but Lauren will make you feel small with her response. <laughs> uh, she will just zing you right. <laughs> All right. I'm not trifle. Yeah. Don't even, don't even step. It's serious trifle. business here, Benjamin. I've waffled on uh, on this one, including this one or not, but I but I opted to because this is this week in Marvel. And we like to give the we readers take what they the want. Hard questions, mm-hmm. and this is a hard and, one. Uh, we ignore them. Uh, Alien Princess wants to know: Will any of these superheroes feel the need to procreate to repopulate the Earth? You know, they didn't see that one coming. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, actually, I actually no, did. No, all right, there you go. I did see that one coming. Actually, uh, it's funny you mention that. I think you, this this particular listener should read uh, Age of Ultron five. Five. <laughs> yes. There you go. All right. There we go. It's gonna get addressed. Very nice. Very good. <laughs> all right. Here's one from Ricardo at Darth Cuball. How did Storm's hair grow back so fast? Because she, I guess, has a mohawk in the this current. One you this did this have one, the I definitely for. had the answer this one for. All right, here we go. Secondary mutation. Ah, that is truly one of the greatest I even, I gifts ever it, given. Had it approved by uh, by Nick Lowe, and so he's added it to the to the annals of, of Storm lore. There you go. Well, if they ever want to give Storm a tertiary mutation, let's <laughs> write that one in. <laughs> All right. From uh, Squirrel Boy at Dirty Lash, who's one of our regulars. <laughs> With a name like that, how can he not be? Um, wants to know, you know, this, this story was spooled out over a lot of time. We've talked about that, how this was planned sure. for a long time. Sure. Were any characters who were originally supposed to be part of it dropped because of kind of the uh, yeah. time? Yeah, time? at least one. Okay. Um, in the very first version of issue one, and in fact the version that... Uh, Brian Drew, Professor X, was oh. was in it, uh, and in fact, he had to go back and patch out Professor mm-hmm. X in a, a couple of panels in issue one, uh, fairly late in the game. Um, by the second issue, by the second script, uh, Professor X had already kind of been uh, dealt with on mm-hmm. Brian's end, mm-hmm. but uh, not so much issue one. Mm-hmm. And spoiler alert for those who don't know, Professor X is dead. <laughs> <laughs> Like Thor, he's no longer with us. If anyone missed that, I think we did that spoiler during the ABX podcast several times. No, I, we can never have enough. Two years from now, we're still going to be saying Professor X is dead. Dead again. Professor X no longer a part. Interesting. All right, so he was Professor X initially. Was would have been there, but he no longer have having been existing in a lively way. He is still there. Right. No more. His spirit lives on though. Somewhere. Does it? Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. All right, from at Dreamy Robot, Centurion Joe. Uh, 
good follow-up to this question. We, we, we saw we're going to be going to Chicago next issue, but will we find out the state of the rest of the world soon, I guess, beyond the United States? Well, we'll see Chicago, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll see the UK in uh, Avengers Assemble 15 AU. Uh, really so, need to pick up Avengers Assemble 15 AU. Yeah, so the, the answer is uh, is yes. We'll, we'll see more of, of the state of the world, and yeah. honestly, our heroes are going to start uh, embarking out of Manhattan and going out into the world in four, I want to say it is? Uh, the, yeah, they, 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 yeah, they... It is four. They start in four. So, so we'll be seeing more of uh, what's left of this shiny blue marble uh, come uh, yeah, issue number four in a few short weeks. Yeah. And five will show us a little glimpse of, uh, of what's going on in different places yeah. as well. There you go. All right, final question for this week comes from John Lauer. And it is a repeat question, but I guess they're just going to keep asking it every week. It's about the boots, isn't it? He wants to know about the boots. Tom, I think you're the only one who has said anything about the boots. No one has asked about the boots. He's going to open a fake Twitter account. He's, in fact, the guy that's asking about the boots. Excuse me, (laughs) editors. I noticed the footwear is inconsistent in your crossover. But no, not this week. This has destroyed my enjoyment of the fiction that you are crafting. Stress has really gotten you, and you're going to blow up your own event over boots. A man can't own more than one pair of boots? I haven't even noticed the boots thing until Tom brings it up every time. Every time being twice. Twice, both times. Well, you brought it up so many times the first time that I feel like you've brought it up quite a few times. It's my go-to signature now, is the boots. And I'm sure we'll hear more about it, and I encourage that. Um, Mm. But finally... What are you planning for Hank Pym? June solicits have me worried. I adore Marvel's Scientist Supreme. June solicits have you worried. Well, being worried is not a bad thing, Mm -hmm. necessarily, in terms of what lies ahead in the issues to come. Yeah, old Hank's got some some things to answer for. He did uh, did create this this little Ultron uh, mess in the first place. That's true. I can't imagine he wouldn't have some role to play. This is true. There you go. And the fact that he's on the cover of previews yeah. <laughs> seems to nail that in as yep. a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but please ask again uh, when Age of Ultron number three comes out. We have eight more issues, yeah. and we're going to need questions. We look, yep. look forward to hearing more about Hank Pym <laughs> and whatever boots he's wearing. Well, listen, guys, thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy days. Um, I know that is not easy, but... I'd like to thank Lauren Sankovich for joining us. Hope to have you back sometime. You're really good. You're oh, natural at this. It's yeah. it's it's been a real pleasure. Yeah, and of course Being here with Carrie. Thank yeah, you. that's <laughs> what everyone says. <laughs> we get a lot of that. And Tom, thank you so much as always. Just, just a thing. delight. And thank you for braving the Arctic cold <laughs> in this room. He's actually got icicles in his beard. Yeah, it's true. It's pretty impressive. I didn't think there was that much uh, ambient moisture. You'd be All surprised. Right. All right, we'll we're be gonna, back. We're gonna hook up the Huskies. Yeah, we're out of here. We will be back in two weeks for This Week in Marvel AU number three. Ow. Until then, uh, this is Marvel, your universe.